Really quick, before we get started, if you're a return listener, can you please leave a rating? If you're on Spotify or iTunes, you can leave star ratings and subscribe. It makes a huge difference to the growth of the, of the podcast, and it, it means that we can impact more construction companies to allow them to make more profit and stay in business over long term, and that's all we want to do. So please uh, leave a rating and subscribe, and now let's get on with the show. Hi, construction legends. So today we're going to talk about deeds and guarantees in construction contracts, what they mean, what they're all about, what you need to do, essentially. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kian Brennan. I'm the CEO of a company called QuantumContractSolutions.com. And the reason we make these videos is there's so many construction companies that lose money hand over fist because they don't know what they're signing. They don't know how to negotiate contracts in, in the best way to get you the best outcome. They don't know how to make sure that you get your change orders and your variations approved all the time and to avoid disputes. So so the biggest and the best construction companies. So just think about your own sector, whatever sector in construction you're in, whether you're civil or your steel fabrication or whatever it is, you know, scaffolding, whatever it is in, in your sector, look at the biggest company there and see how they got a contracts department. And they do. And, and, the, and the reason that they do is because they understand that construction really, it's, it's, it's more than, than this, but if you, were, if you were to boil it down to a very, very high level, it, it's two things you got to do, right? One is you got to, build, you got to construct, you got to do what you said you do, you got to deliver the work. But the other half of it in construction specifically is you got to be able to deliver contractually to you, you got to be able to get paid for what you've done. Now, there's so many construction companies that, you know, push that stuff aside, they rely heavily on relationships. Now, relationships, are of course, important relationships can get you out of a hole if you haven't done the con contractual stuff right, definitely 100%. But relying on relationships is not prudent, because people move on, like particularly if you know, if you're dealing with a project manager, on their side, if, if you're coming to an end of a three or four year project or a two year project, like he's probably thinking I need to get a new job because I'm coming to the end of this project. He's probably spending half his day on recruitment websites, the other half his day dealing with stuff. So he's going to move on. And a lot of these big construction companies bring closeout teams into, into the project at the end of a project to literally go and save money. So they'll look around and see which contractors have not been compliant and they will pick them and they won't pay them. Um, and typically they, they, what they end up doing doing is they, they try and leverage liquidated damages against your final payment. That's typically what happens. And then you come to negotiation where you essentially you lose a lot of money uh, that you otherwise would have been entitled to be paid for and you come out down. So that's typically what happens. So don't make, make sure that doesn't happen to you. Get your ducks in order. And if you are contractually compliant the whole way through, they just won't pick on you. That's the beauty of it, right? So people think that if I am uh, too contractual and that they're, they're, they're not going to want to deal with me. And that isn't true right? If you start to become contractual halfway through a project, that's a, a clear change in methodology on your half. And that, you know, pricks their ears up. But if you start off contractual or professional, you just look like you know what you're doing. You 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 know your shit, basically, you're on top of it, like like a big construction company. And then when it comes to them looking for ways to save money, they look at you, oh, they got all their notices in, they got their EOTs in there, they're, they're on top of it, right? This is not a battle we're going to want to pick, we're going to pick someone else. So make sure you're that company. Hey, just two seconds and we'll get straight back to the show. We have a website called constructionsecrets.io that has got free training, free videos, everything you need to be a contractually astute company that can sign better contracts with way less risk, way less downside, and be able to make more profit on your projects. Ultimately, just be a more successful construction company that stays in business over the long term. So go check it out and become way better contractually. Um, now, let's get back on with the show. 
So let's talk today about deeds uh, and guarantees. Now, if you've ever had a so obviously you've signed lots of construction contracts, but some construction contracts are asking you to provide a, a guarantee, right? So let's just go. Let's just talk about the guarantees first. There's various different types of guarantees. Really, there's there's two ones. There's parent company guarantee and there's a director's guarantee, right? So a director's guarantee is taking personal liability for something going wrong. So basically risking your your house, right? And your family. So 100%, don't do that ever. That's a very simple one. Never sign a director's guarantee. Make sure that a contract doesn't say that you'll provide one or doesn't infer. 100%, that's not something you're going to do. Something goes bad, you could lose everything. Obviously, we don't want that to happen. The other is a parent company guarantee. So if you're a bigger organization, you have a parent company or they own a, a portion of you or whatever it is. So a lot of times they want a parent company to guarantee that you will complete the work, right? If you go under or whatever, if you haven't come, you haven't done the work or you, the way you were supposed to do. And again, we would suggest that you don't sign that because you don't want to bring your parent company in to potentially lose a lot of money. The, the flip side of what you actually can do, right? And if you're confident that, you know, you're good at what you do and your own company has a good, you know, balance sheet and you're very good, you can actually say to them, okay, well, if you want us to sign the parent co company guarantee, what do you need like re retention or retainer or secure bank guarantees for? Because you know, our parent company is going to pay if stuff doesn't happen, right? Because we've agreed to that. So you can actually negotiate security out of the contract, which will increase your cash flow, right, on the project, which should make it easier for you to actually do a better job. So that's that's kind of a double-edged sword. It's one way to think about it. If they're insisting on it, you can use that um, to negotiate because, what, like, you know, from from your side of it, okay, well, my parent company's guarantee and also I'm providing the security, like, what's what's the deal? We're, we're covering it twice, essentially. So that's one thing to think about. The next is when we get deeds, right? So sometimes on big, big projects, you're going to get asked to sign a deed of some kind. And I don't want to go into like specifics on it, but if you're at a deed is like just a little contract. So if you're asked to sign a contract within a contract, right, you your ears need to prick up and you need to think to yourself, hold on a second here. I'm it this is such a big deal that they're asking me to sign a contract within a contract, right? A deed to say that I agree specifically to this. Now it might be, you know, something like a mutual whole harmless project wide sort of a thing. It might be, you know, it, it, there's loads of different things that it can be, right? But essentially, the way you need to think about when there's a deed in, in the contract that they want you to sign, it's they're asking you to take on additional risk, 100%, right? So you need to, because it's on top of the contract. It's so much so that they've asked you to put, they've put this additional thing in. That's the way you think about it. So more often than not, the best way to approach all of these things is just say, no, we, we don't we don't sign deed. <clears throat> as part of our commercial principles, we don't sign deeds. Obviously, you need to check as specifically what it is. You know, maybe it's not that risky, but more often than not, it is applying additional risk to their project. Now, if they want you to take on that additional risk that maybe at the time of pricing you didn't know about, then you can ask for additional cash to say, well, you're asking me to take on this additional money, then, you know, it's only fair that we get compensated additionally for it. But if you can just negotiate those out of the contract, you're going Going to be far far better off so two takeaways from this don't sign it oh, three don't sign a director's guarantee parent company guarantee if you ideally get it out to protect your parent company depends on your relationship if you do you can use the parent company guarantee to get rid of your security so your retention retainer or your bank guarantees and then essentially just don't sign deeds it's just bad news bottom line okay that's it for today and i'll chat to you the next one